It's Taste of Country Nights On Demand, episode 51, a special bonus episode with Trace Adkins and more from the new Fox show Monarch. They joined us to talk about the season premiere and filming with the legendary Susan Sarandon. Now, Monarch, reminder, begins on Fox after the NFL on Fox this Sunday, September 11th. If you can, please give us a like, a subscribe, a rating. All that stuff helps us out on Taste of Country Nights On demand and thank you so much for listening i was really nervous of course i mean uh, you know going into a scene my very first scene with with an actor of that stature you know uh, it was it was terrifying but she uh, was very gracious and very giving and and just uh, she calmed me down and and she knew exactly what to do and how to handle it. And she's a total professional. That's Trace Atkins, who plays Albie Roman on Monarch, which premieres on Sunday, September 11th on Fox. Hey, it's Addison Hager. And if you tuned in for Trace, I'll get you right back there for the full interview in a matter of seconds. But first, heart this video so your friends who love country music know there's something special happening here. After Trace, more insight from the show and more interviews, including Caitlin Smith, who sings the theme song for Monarch, and Beth Ditto who plays Gigi Roman, the youngest daughter to Albie and Dottie Roman, who is played by Susan Sarandon. She's a talker and has an amazing story about Susan. Here's a taste of what she said about Trace. Honestly, towards the, especially towards the end, I found myself gravitating towards him. Like I would be like, I wonder what Trace is doing. And because he always has, like, he's always quick with a joke. He's very loving. He's very sarcastic. He's very, it's, he's like, Reminds me of my family. Trace was kind enough to talk to Billy Dukes about what it was like acting alongside Susan Sarandon and explained where he sees himself in this dark, troubled, and at times violent character. Trace Atkins, the star of Monarch, plays L.B. Roman. And if you could take me to the first day on set with Susan Sarandon, what are you feeling? What's the scene like? And how did it go? I was really nervous, of course. I mean, uh, you know... Going into a scene, my very first scene with with an actor of that stature, you know, uh, it was it was terrifying. But she uh, was very gracious and very giving, and and just uh, she calmed me down, and and she knew exactly what to do and how to handle it. And she's a total professional, you know, and so it made it made it easy. And then it just got easier from there. Every day, you know, I realized that. She's such a pro that, you know, you don't really have to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Right. She's going to carry the scenes and she's going to do the heavy lifting. You just swim in her wake and try to hang on. It'll be all right, you know, and, and which made it a joy to, to work with her. How much prep did you guys or work did you guys do together beforehand to kind of get that relationship down before that first day of filming? We spent some time together just visiting and talking and then we talked about the script and yep. you know and, and what different ways that that we each saw what was going to happen you know mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and then we just went with it you know and I, I'm glad she did that that's what I was saying she was so gracious and so giving yeah. she didn't have to do that you know, but she did. Of course, you guys play husband and wife. Are there romantic scenes between the yeah, two of you? Yeah, a few, you know. Yeah. Is it awkward kissing Susan Sarandon, the star of Bull Durham, Rocky Horror Pictures show? I mean, so many great movies. Is it 
strange? <laughs> well, it was terribly uh, awkward, you know, but when, <laughs> you know, you, a lot of people are standing around yeah. and of course, yeah. And, and then, yeah, this is, this is Susan Sarandon and, and that thought never left my mind, you know, so I was a little, yeah, you got to be a little nervous about it. To what extent were you able to kind of share your expertise in the country music and the music world to her? Because I'm sure that maybe that, that caused her some anxiety coming into a new you know, and I and I, I was grateful that I could at least bring something to the table, and yeah. so we had some discussions about a few of those kinds of issues. You know, that I think maybe I helped her out and brought a little clarity to a couple yeah. of situations. And even along as we were shooting this stuff, you know, we they get an episode and somebody would say something in the script, and and I would always go to the director or the producer before we started shooting and said, "That's not really." what they would say and gotcha. that's not interesting really the way that we would do that you know and they would listen to me and so yeah i hope i helped them a little but you i didn't have to do that very much they knew what they were doing you mentioned in the remarks on stage that basically the character is you yeah. um i wonder if you could be a little more specific is there a specific scene or a moment uh even the first episode or to come that where we really see where the character in real life line up well, I think, uh, you know, Albie, he loves his family, he loves his children, may not be, uh, you know, the sweetest, you know, he's not about hugging and that sure. kind of thing, you know, outward emotion, it's just not his thing, right. you know, and he struggles with it and has trouble with it, and I, I do too, and mm -hmm. um, he's, he's kind of quiet, but when he says something, you probably ought to listen to what he's got to say, and but with Albie, it's about the music, you know. Uh, it's got to be real, and you've yeah. got to really feel it, and you have to be able to sing it with conviction, or people are going to know that you're faking. And, you know, I feel that way, too. Tim McGraw, when he was filming 1883, said he drew a lot of inspiration with between the kid's character and the character of his daughter from his own real life and the relationship with his daughters. You have daughters in this show. I do. You have four or five daughters? I have in five real? daughters. Was there some kind of benefit of being a, a girl dad in real life that you were able to apply to this show yeah because you have that um you you you're in protection mode yeah you know i've often said that with my girls um i'm i'm working security and working as a pack mule you know i go to the mall with them and i carry the money and i carry all the stuff they buy and i'm working you know double duty as working security yeah. so there's always that you know and i kind of felt that way about about these young ladies in this show too uh, as i got to know them better i felt very protective of them you know and um so it served me i think you know we've talked a few times about your acting and, and uh how you've had scenes with mark Wahlberg or one of the Wahlbergs where you got to beat him up pretty good yeah, Wahlberg, mother, yeah. a lincoln lawyer of course i get a feeling like the violence of this show and your character's relationship with violence is something that maybe you enjoy acting out is that is that accurate i don't have a problem with it you know i mean all those years playing bars and yeah you know it's gonna happen and uh yeah albie has no problem going there um i mean he he's not going to be the one that starts stuff but he he's going to go there so you know he's not afraid of it uh, 
So, yeah, I, I, I enjoy doing that stuff. I'll give you a, a, an option to not answer this question, but have you ever punched a reporter in real life? No, no, okay, no, all right, no, good. no. Just, <laughs> no. you know, I don't want to, you can plead the fifth if need, if need be on that <laughs> No, one. I haven't. Well, last thing I want to ask about, the music of this show, so important to the show. We've heard, of course, your cover of the Hank Williams song, and we understand there's some originals coming. Um, what are you looking forward to bringing musically to this show in the coming episodes? You know, between um, Alex and Adam Anders, I mean, those guys, they're, they're so creative in the, in the different elements, the different styles of music that they're bringing into this. It's, it's surprising to me. I go in the studio every time and go, whoa, where did that come from? Whose idea was that, you know? And it's been pretty cool. Um, but, I, you know, as I said, I, I just want to try to sing every song with conviction and try to make it as real as I possibly can and try to sell it. And, you know, everybody else on the show is doing it, too. And there, there are some great entertainers, some great singers, and, uh, and some of that stuff. I mean, it, it gave me goosebumps on several occasions just sitting and listening to some of these other folks doing this stuff. It, there's some good music on this show, and it's, it's not mine. It doesn't look like we're going to get to see Susan Sarandon sing much. Or, or no, she doesn't. I mean, she can sing. You know? Do you know her biggest, most well-known song? No. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, she that's was right. Janet. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch. That's me. right. That's right. I mean, I've had that song in my head for like a week and a half researching this interview. So. Yeah, she didn't sing a lot in this show. No. Okay. Well, very good. Trace Atkins, star of Monarch, starts September 11th. All right. Thank you very much, Trace. Thank you. Trace Atkins spoke to Billy Dukes about his role on Fox's Monarch, which begins September 11th. We're going to provide an encore of that interview at the end of this feature. So if you tuned into this live late, don't worry, we got you. In a moment, we'll get back to Billy. If you're in this show for the music, you'll want to see what Caitlin Smith has to say about recording this theme song and why shows like this are so important for the country music songwriting community. Billy mentioned a few Trace Atkins previous roles. So right now, I'd like to ask you to choose. Which is your favorite TV or movie roles fizz? I'll name the movies. Lincoln Lawyer, Deepwater Horizon, which is where he beat up Mark Wahlberg, Old Henry, which just came out in 2021, or Celebrity Apprentice twice. Leave a comment below. No wrong answers here. By the way, if you have any questions or just want to chat about this show, let us know in the comments. We're here for you. Where are you watching from? Okay, I want to pivot across town where Taste of Country Nights host Evan Paul chatted with Beth Ditto. Beth is a former indie rocker who stars as Gigi Roman, the younger daughter of Albie and Dottie. She is a singer as well, and the trailer shows some tension between her and her older sister, Nikki, who is set up to be the next queen of country. Wait until you hear. Taste of Country here. Uh, we're hanging out with Beth Ditto. You play Gigi Roman on Hello. Monarch. I do. It's not Gigi or Gigi or... Gigi. It's Gigi. It's Jiggly, actually. <laughs> Well, what, let's call her something she looks like. <laughs> um, hey, with this show, so much attention has been paid to Susan Sarandon and Trey Atkins. Yeah, uh, where's my where's but, my time to shine? But you and Anna, I think, are equally important as the Roman family daughters. Can you describe mm-hmm. the character and the role she plays during season one? DJ Giggly. Yeah, Giggly. Um, well, the the thing about DJ is that she's like. She's rough and tumble. She doesn't really, you know, she's been kind of like, she's like the black sheep. She's been kind of like, like pushed aside by her mom and criticized a lot because she's big and she's gay and she's weird. And she's like a little more rough around the edges. She's more like her dad. You know, she's very close to her dad. So like, she is like, 
rebelling against this idea of like, you know, she doesn't want to be, she doesn't want anything to do with it because it's done nothing but cause her heartache her whole life. So she, you know, she like opens a bar, but even though she's like a talented singer and like, she really does like performing. She likes writing songs. She has all the she has all the stuff it takes to be, you know, a successful musician, but never got the support. So she just abandoned it completely. And that's in that that's Gigi in a nutshell. How did you you hadn't done too much acting prior to this? How did this role get and it to shows, you? Sir. <laughs> no. I don't care. I'm not an actor. You know, I'm okay with that. It's like I'm, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I'm really good at eyeliner. You like, know? like how did, how did this get to you and how did you know, like, oh, man, this is what I'm going to do? Well, it was COVID, right? And so, like, my real job is that I play music and tour around the tour, tour. And that was dead. It was dead in the water. I'd been on a TV show uh, before this in um, that was on Showtime. And it was great. And I had so much fun. And it was really easy. It was so easy. And the the cat everybody was winning. The riders were amazing. Everything was great, um, and so I think so that guy kind of got my chops, you know, going and got my 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 what is it? My teeth wet? What do you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, got my, I like teeth more. Let's stick with that. <laughs> legs, whatever. So yeah, I got my feet wet, and um, but this like it came up through the agency. Then I was like, they literally were like a fat gay country singer, and I was like. Who else are you going to get? Like, <laughs> like, I was like, who? I mean, anybody? Else? Like, okay. Like, what are you going to, like, what are you going to do? You know? But, <laughs> so, like, so I was like, I, I really want that. I really want that part. And listen, I don't try very hard. I don't want, like, I'm not a very ambitious person. I am good enough is fine with me. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, right. I'm like, well, I am comfortably middle class. I could yeah. lease a very nice Nissan Sentra. <laughs> you know, I yeah. got my credit is decent. Yeah, it's yeah. not great, uh-huh. but it's good enough. But, you know, so good enough is fine with me. But this I actually really, really, really wanted. And so I auditioned like four times. Did you get any um, acting advice from like Susan Sarandon? One of the best things that ever has been said to me ever. I'm a talker. I don't know if you noticed, but um, when I get nervous, I was really nervous. You know, like I was around these professionals, like people who knew, like I don't know what common terms on the set. Mean. Right, right. I no idea. Like, You're like stage like, left, like what is this? I'm like, there's only one left in my opinion. Right, I mean, it's right. the one I'm facing. But, uh-huh. Okay. So, like, yeah, exactly. Just, like, weird things. Like, the master shot. It's got to match the master. I was like, four months in, no joke. I was like, Anna, what's the master? I've been doing it for four months. She was like, And she literally was like, you know what it is. I was like, Anna, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, things like that. But the best, out of all that stuff, the best thing that ever said to me was, 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 came from Susan. And I was just talking and I was really nervous. And we've been shooting all day long. And it was, I think it was like our first big day. And we had this scene where we had to like walk down this really steep hill and all these girls are in high heels and like, it's just like a mess. And um, there's, you know how you have to like stand where you were. And I was really conscious of that and I didn't want to do anything wrong. So I just kept being like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like, what am I doing? Like, I, I did this. Wait, stop. And <laughs> Susan was like, shut the f- up. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I was seriously was like, she's right. Just shut up. They'll tell you when it's wrong. It was amazing. I'm not kidding at all. That was, like, the most incredible life-changing 
like it was the best advice. I needed it so bad in that moment. Someone to just be like, shut up. <laughs> Do you guys refer back to that now? As All like the time. a joke? Or yeah. Um, we asked Trace if being a real life father, he's got five daughters. I know. All uh, girls. Right. <laughs> if it influenced his character on the show, I want you to hear what he said. <laughs> he's so funny. You, you, you're in protection mode. Yeah. You know, I've often said that with my girls, um, I'm, I'm working security and working as a pack mule. You know, I go to the mall with them and I carry the money and I carry all the stuff they buy and I'm working, you know, double duty as working security. Yeah. So there's always that, you know, and I kind of felt that way about, about these young ladies in this show too. Uh, as I got to know them better, I felt, very protective of them, you know, and um, so it served me, I think. What's it like working with Trace, Trace on set? We are very much an odd couple. Two people could not be more different, but at the same time, I feel like we really understood each other. Like I said, we were like two of the only Southerners on the show. Uh huh. So, like, there was a lot of, like, you know, like, like when you, when, like, I like, you know, like, oh, come on, calm down, Hoss. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, but he reminds me exactly of my uncle Alan Wayne, who is my favorite uncle. And their birthdays happen to be like three days apart. But they're so funny. They're quiet and they seem kind of stoic. And I think people are really intimidated by them. And I can tell you they were, especially the men on the show were so intimidated by them. And I was just like, I don't buy that for a second. Like, <laughs> like, I know. I was like, I got your card. But it was awesome. And the thing was, is like, in the beginning, I was a little afraid, you know, like, again, like, I'm this weirdo gay punk person, like, from a band, and I'm just like, bleh, bleh, and loud and stupid, and I was just like, oh, it's try like, what's it going to be, like, our uh-huh, chemistry, uh-huh. and it was amazing, the house on fire, like, honestly, towards the, especially towards the end, I found myself gravitating towards him, like, I would be like, I wonder what Trace is doing, and because he always has, like, he's always quick with a joke. He's very loving. He's very sarcastic. He's very, It's. he's like, reminds me of my family. You know, he's real sweet. And he's really tall, and I love to feel really short. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's Evan Paul talking to Beth Ditto, who plays Gigi on Fox's Monarch beginning September 11th. And I'm going to share something with only our Facebook friends. Beth spoke about a few plot points and some big shocks from the premiere of Monarch. So be sure to follow us next Monday after the premiere where we'll be able to pick her brain at tasteofcountry.com. Our last interview is the woman with the voice, or the woman with the voice who sings the theme song, since there are plenty of good singers on Monarch. Caitlin Smith has been a working singer and songwriter for over a decade, and she just released an album called High in 2022. She has a great voice, but tells Billy Dukes that she needed to make a change for the show's theme. Take a look. It's Caitlin Smith, who has the theme song for the show, Monarch. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm very good. Now, you think of theme songs, and of course, people want to talk about like the 90s theme songs. Yes. But like songs like Bad Thing by Jay Severett, which was the True Bloods theme song. Right. Oh, so good. I went down like a Nick Cave uh, rabbit hole listening, watching the show Peaky Blinders because he has a theme song. Totally. These are really, this is like a huge deal. Have you allowed yourself to sort of dream about the Caitlin Smith rabbit hole that fans might go down after? Man, I definitely have dreamed about it. Like this has been on my bucket list uh, for a really, really long time. And so um, I just feel grateful to be a part of such a cool show and excited to see all the people that will go down the rabbit hole for sure. Like, 
seemed awesome. <laughs> you you had shows on Nashville when it was on ABC and then CMT. Yeah. Uh, kind of describe like the tangible impact of that for like a young artist because there's gonna be a lot of artists features and songwriters featured on this show. I wonder what, what, what kind of boost does that actually give? Yeah, it's an incredible thing for the songwriting community um, to have another place. Uh, to be able to pitch their songs instead of just artists. And, you know, when Nashville was around, um, it was just, an, and you didn't feel like writing a song f for an artist that day. It was nice to have another outlet, another option. Um, and I'm just excited that it gives another platform for country music. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, listeners that kind of go down oh, the, sure. the country rabbit hole as well. So. And it, it sounds like it's bringing a lot of good classic country songs as well that maybe yeah, have gotten absolutely. kind of forgotten. Yes. Um, how much about the show or did you know before you signed on to see the theme? Did you have a script? Did you see the, any right. of the scenes? I saw a couple scenes. Okay. I didn't have the script. Um, but I knew enough about it. Trace was involved, Susan Sarandon, that I knew it was going to be good. So... Okay. I was in. And plus Jason Owens, who's a producer on the show, he right. also um, is, is a co-president of my record label. And so I knew if Jason was involved, um, that it was going to be a good deal. And then it's the Love Junkie song, which I feel like if, song. like you just say yes to a Love Junkie song without oh, even looking at it. For sure. I mean, you can't go wrong. With Liz Rose, Hillary Lindsay, Lori McKenna, yeah. three of my favorite writers. So I'm honored to sing, to sing their song. Super interesting that they had to write so many versions of the song to kind of really hit that narrow target yeah did it feel like there was a lot of pressure on you in the cool. studio to kind of hit that same target definitely i mean i wanted to nail it and i knew that while i was recording the song i'm like this is the version don't mess it up so i wanted to embody um you know i made my voice a little smokier on purpose and, Interesting. and tried to embody this character um and, and yeah. Do you have new music coming up kind of on the back of this that you're looking forward to get fans getting here? I do. I'm so excited. So um, I released a new record earlier this year mm -hmm. and I've got um, the second part of my record. It will, it will finish out the record. It's called High and Low coming right. out early next year. Oh, and new songs will be coming out soon. Yeah. Take advantage Yay, of that. Yay, new music. Uh, for people who are just, maybe this is kind of a broad question, but people are going to be meeting you kind of for the first time through this song and maybe even through this show. What, what should people know about singer-songwriter Caitlin Smith and your journey? Oh, man. Um, I mean, as an artist, I've been doing this a long while. And um, one thing that, that I'm really proud of is is cutting songs that, that move people. Mm -hmm. and um, And so, you know... If it's a person that's heard my music for the first time, I hope they go down the rabbit hole and find something that makes them feel. I had like a summer of Starfire, that EP. Oh, that makes me so happy. It was like here. on repeat for like an entire yeah, summer. Yeah, that's awesome. And I come back to it pretty regularly. I thought it was really Thank interesting you. that you kind of saw yourself in the character of, I forget the of other Nikki. Nikki, yeah. the older daughter. Yeah, I, I mean, even even in that first episode, I mean, she's got the kids. She's right. kind of juggling the thing of like making her career, like trying to give it wings and and being a mom as well, and I definitely identify with that. It, it's not an easy industry, and yeah. um, it, I mean, it shows it in the show, and so I feel it, baby, but it sure is fun. That's Caitlin Smith, who sings a theme song for Monarch, The Card You Gamble. That is available wherever you buy or stream digital music right now. I'm Addison Hager, and a big thanks to Caitlin, Beth Ditto, Trace Adkins for joining us to talk about Monarch and spill some details. The show begins on September 11th on Fox, 
right after football. And thank you for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. Go ahead and give us a like, a subscribe, a rating, shoot us a comment, a review. That all helps out on Taste of Country Nights On Demand. And don't forget, the new show Monarch begins on Fox after the NFL on Fox this Sunday, September 11th.